All right, this is episode three of Convo, and um, we are talking about the eclipse. And we, as a class, thought it was interesting that the eclipse happened one week after the terrible events of Charlottesville. We had a very lengthy discussion about it last week and its implications for America, race relations, and the like. And then this week we had a huge kind of scientific phenomenon of the eclipse. And we're trying to find a way that we can make sense of the eclipse after um, the events of Charlottesville. How can we read the eclipse as a metaphor? Um, what, what are the gifts that the eclipse gave us after Charlottesville and everything um, surrounding that? My name is Ahmad, and uh, so the eclipse just happened, and I think the eclipse was like a pain, like a pain reliever, you know, like an Advil or a Tylenol, because, you know, you're always thinking about your pain, you know, and uh, you don't want to, like, always think about it, always focus on your pain. So you so you take something, like, or a pill or like, some medicine to relieve it temporarily. And I think that that's what the solar eclipse did. This way, we don't have to always think about the problems that we have, you know, in this country and all around the world. We can go a couple days without always thinking about that, always in the headlines. You know, like something nice, something cool, you know, that brings everyone together. And then always have to be about like someone getting killed, racism, and stuff like that. Um, To me, this was like a sign of hope. Like the the eclipse, it was a big sign of hope because you could see how how it was like such a big event. And like I was saying before, how the sun is more important than like everything on earth. But like you can see how like especially here at Benedict's and just everywhere around the country, like when people went to the park to like go view the eclipse, like at some point it wasn't even about the eclipse anymore. It was just about like you being there with your friends or whatever and just doing whatever, like just having a good time together and just coming together as people and just having a good time. It's like so we don't always have to focus on our differences because like at the end, like we're all on earth. And we're all like, like captive to the sun, so it doesn't really matter. Can you speak more? Can you speak more um, about you said the, the idea of the sun, that the that we you said that line that we're all captive to the sun. I think it's very interesting. Um, speak more about that. What's the what do you think the importance of us looking at the sun um, in light of Charlottesville? What what's the importance of the sun? I think that the importance of the sun is just that it shows how small we really are. Mm. Like it gives us a sense of how how like unimportant our little petty differences are and how not only like how un- unimportant our differences are but like how we're all similar. How we're all we're all living every day of our lives under the sun. Mm. How we're all living every day on earth dealing with all the same weather, all the same problems of trying to live, all the same diseases and stuff like that. So it just shows how everyone, it just gives like a sense of unity. Like we all like live under the sun. So like, why should we be worried about the difference of our skin? Uh, through uh, the experience of uh, the event we held at St. Benedict's for the eclipse, 
Um, I think it was uh, uh, an an event that showed that it was possible for uh, for people to come together and like and and watch something incredible happen and uh, you know just not be at tension with each other and and to touch on what Jonathan said like we are all living under the sun like what was hard for me to like grasp is I was watching a documentary the other day about like World War Two and everything and it kind of related was um, like with all this like manpower with all this like technology that we that we've like equipped that we're acquired to have and that we've like made possible through everyone like it was like a documentary on like the Japanese the Russians the Americans the British all these countries were making these technological like advances but we were all using it against each other um, was just like painful to watch because it was just such like a it was like the documentary captured it so perfectly of how like we were just wasting ourselves like destroying like like military like destroying countries destroy like the part that made me feel the most was like destroying these cities these beautiful cities uh over what because like for one instance because uh germany accidentally bombed the wrong place and then so britain's uh uh, retaliation was just to go bomb the heck out of Berlin, like the most beautiful city, probably uh, like at the time, especially then in Germany. Um, so it was just terrible to like witness, even though it was like on a, on a television. And the same thing correlates to like Charlottesville. It's just like, why are we putting so much hate towards each other when we do have bigger issues like the sun? Um, it's like fact like factually scientifically getting warmer in in the world and we're mo- more focused on like on like hating each other hating one another defending like defending um uh statues that really just like are are de- like are demonizing or like demoralizing to to certain people's uh um like views i mean it's like it's like shoving it in somebody's face that you are lesser than than what you are and and we're focused on just like keeping those up and like fighting over them and and killing one another for them and it's just it's terrible um and it was just like honestly like i was watching the eclipse and i'm just like thankful for the ability to not have any worries in my life like i was just like enjoying the moment and i was with like like the whole school and our school fortunately at benedict's is just so diverse that like thing I mean now thinking about it like people can't get together because they're black or they're white I mean here at Benedict's we were just like there with each other for the moment and like the majority of my friends were black and I'm like like white and 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 Colombian like Colombian Irish Scottish so I'm a little bit of everything it was like like what is the issue here and there was not a single issue and uh we enjoyed the moment together and and I don't know, for such a beautiful, like, and, and the thing that killed me was Charlottesville was so beautiful that day. It was like a sunny day. And it's just like, what are people, like, bugging out? It's, it's beautiful out. We're all, like, here. We do have bigger issues and bigger fish to fry. It's like, why, why are just so focused on hate? Can you speak to, um, so here, okay. you, yeah. about, um, you talked about the, the this is all great healing, tying all all those wonderful metaphors for healing. But you made it. You made it, you discussed about how the the ADHD nature of our news cycle. Can you speak about that? Yeah. So I was trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate, and so what I had said in the conversation before this was that the eclipse was actually a bad thing because in focusing so much on 
this natural phenomena, really, what is it besides a shape in the sky? And then we diverted all our attention from the real issues that we have in our society. And we sort of put them on the back burner and we put trying to find solutions on the back burner so we could all just spend time looking at a shape in the sky. And what really was the importance of the eclipse when we have things that affect people's everyday lives and affect people's quality of life and affect people's living when really the eclipse, you can look at the eclipse and it's just a shape and then you have to go back to your life. And if you're a person of color, that life could be a lot harder. And if you're a Hispanic, that life could be a lot harder. And that's not really something that I'm ever okay with, ignoring real issues just to be distracted by, like I keep saying, a shape in the sky. It's not something that's really <clears throat> important to me. I think we should have spent less time focusing on the eclipse, especially b leading up to the eclipse. It was so hyped up. There were so many front page articles about eclipse this and eclipse that. And I was like, okay, what about fixing racism? What about curing disease? What about every other issue that we actually have in our society? And not just the negative, but also the positive, where what about the things we could be doing to make people's everyday lives better? Why aren't we focusing on that? Why are we focusing on something that once it passes will have very little to no effect on us as humans? Uh, I think like some of the world's biggest problems are like, personal, like racism. I mean, like, that's kind of personal because some people don't care, you know, like, uh, and, like, some people, like, get, like, really offended about it, you know, so that's, like, more of a personal problem, but, like, everybody makes it into, like, it's not a personal problem, it's more, like, it's everybody, like, you know, and I know it does, like, go, like, you know, but it's, like, it depends on that person. So whether or not you feel, like, really offended about it or it's, like, you don't care because you're not going to, like, like, tie yourself up with that. So, like, some of the, like, the problems are, like, really personal. And, uh, like, the current, like, diseases and stuff, um, it can be cured. Like, it's diseases that are cured, but they're not out there. Like... So, I'm sorry. So you're saying that because, because, um... The many challenges of our country world are personal, right? That something like this, something that kind of pulls at our heartstrings, like the eclipse, are are useful um, to help those. So they're not. You're saying that they're not. They're not unrelated. That the idea of um, because this eclipse kind of gets at our heartstrings, um, that it is something that can help those big issues that William said. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I mean, because well. I racism is mainly personal. It's not, I know it is a big issue, but it's up to that person. It's not like, oh, I called you this and I called you that. You don't have to get offended about, about it. You can get offended, but you don't have to say anything, you know? You can just go about your business. Or if you do have something like that's derogative, then just don't say it. You know, like just keep your mouth shut, honestly. I disagree with Liam because, like, he was saying, like, we were taking that day. Like, there are so many people suffering. There are so many people, like, um, like who who have to go back to their regular lives after this event. 
But the thing about this event is that it gives people an escape from their regular lives. Mm -hmm. The very thing that is annoying them, they can get an escape from for one day. Mm -hmm. And fixing people's everyday lives and fixing the country it's not like it's not like it's a one day project. Like right. you have to that takes time. So when we take the time to have a little bit of pleasure for ourselves instead of just lamenting and worrying about our problems every day, then it gives us like like I was saying before, like a little bit of an outlet from the issues that we deal with on a day to day basis. Absolutely. Yeah. So to Ahmad's point that it's personal, like Racism is pers. I don't get that because I think if I see someone saying something to say you that's racist or derogatory, I'm not gonna say, well, that's his own personal problem. I'm gonna say, shut up. That's not something you should be saying ever, especially not around people who can actually like take offense to it. And I know I'm Hispanic. And so when someone says something derogatory to Hispanics, that's not, oh, I'm going to take, that's their personal opinion. No, I have an issue with you now because you said something about Hispanics. That's not a personal opinion that I'm okay with having. And it's not personal anymore when it's become institutionalized. It's not personal when you can't get a job. It's not personal when you can't get good financial aid to schools that's being changed now but in the past and it's not personal when voting rights are being blocked it's not personal we have so many issues in our society that are laws and laws are not personal and again going to what Jonathan said about taking a day my thing is what's getting lost when we take that day when we go back to those issues are we going back with the full strength and emotion and sort of dedication or are we more relaxed about it and if we're more relaxed about it that's a problem because we shouldn't be relaxed about racism because that's how racism thrives and that's how racism grows yeah so Ahmad brought up a point uh, earlier in the discussion about how it's like a painkiller and I think that's like that's a correct metaphor but I think it's in a bad way because he used it as a good way but I think it's as a bad way because we think about painkillers like things like codeine people use those not just for pain. And like, I know, I know what I'm talking about, like the other things. And people use drugs to escape from uh, their reality so that they can have that little break. And I know Liam said that the eclipse took away from Charlottesville, but I think there's a bigger picture here how when something happens on the news, everybody talks about it, and then something else will happen that will be our little escape. But I think that happens more than once. And also, I agree with Liam where if we don't come back from that little break with like the same dedication something got lost and also if you just keep using little breaks instead of actually fixing something like for example going back to a mod if you just keep taking painkillers and you never actually like get any surgery you're not actually helping anything you're just making yourself feel better for the moment <clears throat> and um exactly and then when you get back to it it's uh kind of like what liam's touched on you've lost that momentum to uh maybe like fully fully heal you know what i mean now you have to go back to the momentum and then you got to go with the like you got to go back on it so um the metaphor is is kind of like what are we what are like why wasn't um i don't know like my, my biggest issue thing in here was why weren't there like i don't know ceremonies of it they're like a 
like multiple people died. Um, people were injured during the Charlottesville. And now like families are like experiencing this incredible event without, um, without their loved ones. And why isn't there support shown for it? Why wasn't there like, like huge, why was the media just focusing on the eclipse? Why wasn't it focused on like, why weren't there events hold, held for like, why don't we all watch this together? Like blacks, whites, Hispanics, everyone, Asians, everyone. Why wasn't there events like that? Um, I think so many people exactly took this as like a, as like a breather, as like a day off almost, um, to just uh, experience this like individual prize of theirs that this only happens 99 years and I'm gonna be able to watch it. Like I'm gonna get to watch it. Not they totally forgot about the issues at hand and like what Liam touched on. Like there are huge issues with racism in this country. Like. Like I know for a fact that there was there was an article that I read that said like the 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 voting polls or the voting ballots were put into um, majority white areas like like places that like Latinos or or blacks couldn't get to because they were so far away on on like big in big uh, states and that right there is just like an example of like like why can't why isn't it like with such technical like technical abilities that we've had like computers and everything why are we still putting it on paper and trusting people to hand it in the right places like why can't it just be there's just so many there's so many other issues that that can be handled and don't seem to be addressed because events like this let me just I want to say something um, a lot of smart thoughts there you asked the question um, Diego why why aren't there any um, ceremonies, I guess, on a national level to commemorate loss of life in Charlottesville. Um, locally, there were some ceremonies, and in and, and the uh, University of Virginia, I think a, a, a lot of people came out um, to kind of commemorate the loss of life um, during that event. Um, but I think the key word here, why isn't there a national ceremony? Yeah, I didn't hear that. Because unlike the sun, it, it's undeniable there's a sun. Like, you can't, there's no, like, you can't, like, debate the sun. The sun is the sun. You look up and you see it. The problem is that racism doesn't act like the sun for some people. For a lot of people, especially people of color, the sun is real. It's blinding. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, it rises with us. It falls. All of that. To a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, that sun is debatable. Like, it's debatable of the impact. It's debatable whether it exists. It's debatable of whether it in what ways it operates, right? And so because there is discord in what, we, in, in what race means and how it operates to some people, it's hard for us to get on a national, international uh, level in the same way of the eclipse because there's so much division on what it actually is and what it, how it operates in this country. And I think until we get to a place, this is really interesting, talking about metaphor, until we get to the place where everyone can recognize that race operates in the same way that the sun operates, I think that we will, we will always lack a national moment around it. I don't think it. we'll ever get to that place. Because you can never get he, everybody on the same page. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder why. I want to get his hand raised. Um, I don't honestly, like, as they all all have uh, gone against me, but it's like some problems, they just won't be solved soon, mm-hmm. like racism. We really don't know when that's gonna end because it's racism that goes on and it's never heard mm-hmm. about. Then you have, like, you can't really change people's beliefs, you know? Like, 
it's people that's like that's growing up into racism and like growing up like with with their parents saying like oh black people are this or certain people are this like don't hang out with them like oh say this to them you know or like just hearing their parents say it and they they're thinking it's okay to say it you know like you can't like, you can say yeah yo that's not that's not cool that's not right but it's like you're not it's not easy to end that type of thing diseases it's they are diseases that are curable like some like the curable like some of them are not published yet because you know they have to do the testing to make sure and stuff but like for cancer there actually is cures for cancer they just never publish it you know like some things are like more about like business more than like a real problem you know so yeah Yeah, well, I agree with what Ahmad said and uh, what Mr. Lucas said about how all, you can't really, like, like, everybody's, like, different, and that's why it's more difficult to bring people together. And for how, for some people, the sun is more apparent to others. Like, for example, like, like, I'm black, but for me, racism has never been, like, like a big thing for me. Like, I've never really experienced it just, like, in, like, my, my area, like, where I live, in the situations I've been in, I've never really like experienced like major racism, even like when I've been surrounded by people that didn't look like me. So events like Charlottesville, like I think it really like shows people things and like it really like opens their eyes. Like for me, it really did open my eyes because, like I said, there's like not really much racism around me. Where do you live? I live in Plainfield. It's mostly black, but I I don't really go to obviously I don't go to school there anymore. But also. What Ahmad said, where he said people are grown up into racism, but I think another like thing that shows that it's still hard to break people or like to change people's beliefs is that some people are grown up into racism and they still don't even come out racist. So if they can be raised their entire life as a racist and not be racist, like it can be the other way around too. And also like that just shows like even years of conditioning still might not change people's beliefs. Mm-hmm. All right, so one thing I kind of want to point out is the fact that for some reason we seem to have accepted racism. And so, like, we'll say, oh, well, that's just how they grew up. Or some people you just can't convince. Like, no. Imagine if we did that for, like, pedophiles. And we were just like, oh, some people are just that way. That's just the way some people are. No. When we see a pedophile, we're like, that's disgusting. That should not be tolerated in our society. And there are a lot less pedophiles than there are racists. And maybe that's why. Maybe because when we see pedophilia, we're like, you are disgusting. You are a horrible human being. We also say it's a sickness, right? We also say that pedophilia is, uh, that person is suffering for something. And in Mm -hmm. ways that we don't say racists are suffering from racism. And, And then, but when it's like racist, you're like, oh, that's just their viewpoint. Oh, that's just the way they are. You just kind of have to like learn to ignore it. No, we need to stomp on that the same way. We need to say, no, that is not acceptable. That will never be acceptable. And my point to Ahmad is just, it's, and first to touch on what you said is, you were saying because it's not the sun, right? It's not the apparent news. No. Um, in my eyes, you're telling me that 
the mainstream media is worried about its viewers and what they're going to enjoy and what they're going to what they're going to like want to hear no, about what I, what I mean was let me just clarify real quick no what I mean is um, you were saying why we have a national ceremony around the eclipse that everyone bought into, for the most part, um, as you know, went out, got the glasses, looked up into the sky. It's not debatable whether the eclipse is going to happen. So therefore, we can have a national discussion about the eclipse. What I'm saying is that for a lot of people, race and racism is, is debatable in the way that the sun is not. And for some people, especially people of color, it's so, it's, to use a metaphor, it's such a blinding sun in our lives that we don't debate whether it exists or not because we can look up and see it. But for a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, they don't see that, or they're not uh, feeling the same heat as other people are. So there, because there are some people who don't see the sun, it's funny, there's a, the, if you saw the, it's actually pretty funny to think about it as a metaphor, the map about where you, you see the totality, right? You see that, and there's a lot of places there where it wasn't really seen as much, or like here in Jersey, I don't know, it's like 70%. Like in a lot of ways, race operates the same way. For some people, it's like, yeah, it's like 100% totality, and it's people who are living in Maine who got 40%, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, I think race operates in the same way, and I think that's the challenge. When we don't have 100% totality, on the issue of race, then we can never have a national moment around race. I totally, uh, that I understand. I think um, the only thing with mainstream media is like with such a um, an ability to like write write a like they have such a, an impact on our country. Why don't they use it for like those yeah. those like m- like moments that they can seize? They can make a statement, and everyone will be able to hear it. And like. I think I, this is where I was saying is where I just think they're they're focused on their viewers, they're focused on the business, and that's just the unfortunacy of our country. Um, the second piece on Ahmad though is he's trying to tell me that these people are raised this way, you can't do anything about them. I think like a couple of us have agreed that that is not a way of thinking because here at Benedict's that's like our number one thing is that I don't care where you came from. We're going to teach you the way of a Benedict's man. We're going to turn you into a man, whether you think you're uh, like uh, you're not going to like it here. You know what I mean? You're you're like there's only one way of doing things here, and it's the right way. And that's I think the issue of racism is that like what Liam is saying is like there's so much of just like oh well that's just the way they're raised, and it's just not right. And in 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 my opinion, it's it shouldn't be looked at as like. Well, some of them are nice racists, and then some of them will kill you if you like are alone with them or something. And it's just like, why aren't they held at the same uh, uh, like principles as a pedophile or even like, even like, and and so apparent, right? And this is to bring up another like um, oppression is why are like gang members looked at like at like uh, a different way of racism, like th- like racists kill people just as gang members do. And they have the same beliefs, in my opinion. Like if I'm relating it right now, uh, gang members are doing it because they're they're the way they were raised into their gang was to hate that other to hate that other reason. And they think they're doing it for the right reason. Racists are doing the same thing. And I promise you, every like every gang member that is like like uh, affiliated with it has like the heat on them. They they can't really like promote that in any way. So why are racists any different? Why are they? Why is this group of KKK who would, who is 
what do they even call them? Like a clan? Why aren't they called a gang? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why is there a different name for them? Because they're what? Because they're white or because they've been here longer? I don't I don't understand that. I wanna I'm gonna go to you, but I wanna I wanna turn the conversation a little bit because we have you know our time is running short. Um, again, not to be corny, but to continue the metaphor, we'll be talking about the sun, we'll be talking about the idea of the eclipse, bring people together. And the final kind of part of the podcast, I kind of talk about how do we get people to wear the glasses, right? And you're talking a lot about like, you know, this national moment ceremony. For a lot of people, like I think Liam said this, is that um, with your naked eye, you couldn't, you couldn't see maybe, it was too, it was too blinding. And the glasses gave everyone the opportunity to see the eclipse, right? So I wonder, and you talk about St. Benedict's, like I, I want to kind of tease it out a little bit. You said at St. Benedict's, uh, we've, they've created a culture where everyone's going to wear the glasses, right? Everyone's going to see. And I wonder what, what can we do, what, what can we learn from that experience, this idea that glasses are the thing that allows people to see? What can we do so we can allow this country to wear similar glasses when it comes to um, race relations, things of that nature? Like, what are some things, tangible things or not tangible things that uh, we can do there? To, yeah. Uh, I think we can let like, other people who've had like, experiences now, like, like, in jail, or like, other people who are willing to talk about their experiences, like, not only like in life, like racism, like what they had to go through, yeah, so like people can understand, oh, this is actually real, this is what happens, you know? Um, why is that, I'm gonna, you're right, I think you're right, but why is that powerful? Like, why is that powerful to have people tell their stories? Uh, because uh, they it's, it's powerful because it's their story. It's not created. It's not like it's not a simulation. Right. This is what they go through, and you know, like, it's like stories go unheard. So their story is being heard about how they had to live mm-hmm. through racism. Right. You know, like if you get like anyone from the civil rights move, movement, or like even before that, they can tell you mm-hmm. how bad it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't have to sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. So. To be able to hear that, it's like, wow, this is really what happened. Like, it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, it gives the viewers, like, or the people that's there another viewpoint. Or like, oh, like, I shouldn't be, like, doing this. Or this is bad, you know. Like, I shouldn't, like, be doing this. So, like, letting other people tell their story is going to benefit, you know, because they don't, why do we have to sugarcoat? Or tell a lie about what happened. Mm-hmm. You can tell, like, you know, like some of them, like, because of medical, like, physical abuse, you know, like, ver- mainly verbal abuse, you know, but, like, the physical abuse they had to go through in the hospital, or, like, now, like, they're messed up, you know? And it's like, why, why would you not want to, want anyone to be together? Mm-hmm. Because the people that go through racism, they have a different approach to life. You know, like, that's why the more, like, some of them will retaliate. You know, you do have the ones that will retaliate against the other people, you know, like, wanting to kill them or saying stuff back or striking back. But, like, most of them are, like, 
they they not saying keep their head low. They they always keep like their head high. You know, like they don't say like they don't say anything. Or it's like they actually like they're more kind to others because they know like how it is and how it's is to be treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. So if you tell them like get people to tell their story, it will make like people like, it will, will be some people going out that room or out that video. Yeah. I like, you know, start like a conversation with like mm-hmm. your family or like with yourself, like am I really am I am my morals correct? Like mm-hmm. am I doing the right thing? Yep. You know, like I, I need to change my approach to how I do. All right, well, I think one thing that will really make a big difference is changing laws. Because I I know that people say freedom of speech and things like that, but if you really, like, think back to, like, American history, like, is it, are our laws really the same as they first were? And, like, the things that we did to change them to make our country better, like, at first, before we changed them, they were always controversial. And, like, I think Liam's point was, like, good about how like pedophiles like they get treated as like something like a sickness and like like because of the laws they don't do it or like every, whenever you they do do it like that's disgusting and it's like treated badly and it's not just treated as their opinion but like at the same time like a pedophile that doesn't do anything and they just think that to themselves but they don't act on it because of the law because of the backlash that they would get from society like that's not really that much of a problem because they just have that sickness and it's just like affecting them, I guess. I think racism should be treated the same way, like uh, legis- like with legislation and um, like society as a whole should treat it as like a sickness in people. It should be like illegal and yeah. But I, I, get, I know like you're just saying, you're just like giving out the idea of making a law, but how would we like constitute a law that would stop racism? Like how would we like, cause be, because it's true, like, that it is, like, it's a bad opinion, and it's very, like, wrong, but nonetheless, it's an opinion. So how are we going to constitute a law to change something like that? And this what talking a lot. But also, again, continuing the metaphor, right, people wanted to see the eclipse, right? It wasn't like we said, put the glasses on now. You know, I think... What can we do to make people say, I can't see that unless I wear this? Like, you know, so how do we, and laws could do that, I guess. Laws can be like, you know, if you don't, if you stare in the sun, you're going to burn yourself. So, you know, you do that. But what can we do to make people say, you know what? I want to be able to see this in its, um, its, its totality. And the only way I can see it in its totality is if I put on the glasses. And I wonder what, how can we inspire people to want to see uh, I think like social media plays a big part in this world, and uh, like if you if you were like black and like if you can go a day, like understanding what a black person go through, mm-hmm. like any not saying like just a black person, but like a non-white person, mm-hmm. you know like what they have to go through, like like the working conditions, or like how people treat them, like facial expressions or like verbal like what they say then like you will really understand because like a lot of things just come out their mouth that's just that they're just used to like they don't even think about you know it's just like comments or like slurs and stuff you know so like if there was like if they knew like what we were really going through you know like 
the backlash and like and then like and then they stereotype us like for what we do. Right. You know, like then they'll have like a better sense of understanding. Part, going back to the idea of the, st- the story, right? And then go again. Yeah. You come back to Um and I think like the solution to it is do it yourself. Um I think anyone uh at this school understands that I mean we get the aspect of student leadership and everything which is a huge part of our community if something is broken or if we don't like the way something is is going for us and we think that there's a better solution to it we discuss it and we we make it happen as a student leadership that's what that's what they decide is they discuss the laws of the school and make it so that the it's it's the best result for the school I think that's the same issue we're having here. Too many people are just talking about like, well, maybe if you saw what we go through, maybe if you could, if we could videotape it and you could see it, that's not going to change my mind. I mean, like, like that's not going to, like, for me, I'll be like, wow, that sucks. But what do you want me to do about it? How about the person who is, who is like, like, like for me, right? If there's something that I want done, go make it happen. Like, uh, I didn't. I didn't come to Benedict's because I expected someone to see my suffering at another school and just get straight A's or or get A's or get a B's or whatever grade I get. I I came here with the purpose of I'm gonna get the grades that I deserve. I'm gonna get the grades that I earn because I have a bigger picture, and I'm the only one who can see it. I don't care if you can see it. I don't care if the teacher says to me, "Well, you shouldn't get A's or B's. You're not gonna you're not gonna do anything with it. it people aren't gonna understand you, so don't get it." It's the same issue we have here. Go run for office. Make yourself available to push those laws yourselves. Um, I think, and the best quote, I love Father Ed to death because he hates me so much. (laughs) And I love everything he says. He said one time in Convo, and he's such a controversial man with like like the exact moment when to say it, but he said... um, well, it's becoming harder and harder for me to raise money for this school. Like, giving us, you know, shit in Austin a little bit. He's like, it's becoming harder and harder. All the white guys are dying. All the white old old guys from the 50s are dying off, and they're the ones with the money. And, you know, they're all dying off, so it's becoming harder for me to, for, for me to raise money. And for me, right, people are going, whoa, Father Ed. Like, whoa, what are you saying? For me, he's challenging me. Like, he's saying to me, like, well, I don't know if this school is going to be open anymore because all the white guys, the successful guys, are dying. For me, that's like, all right, like, where do I begin? Like, all right, now I need to start. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate the most money to this school. Like, just so I can say, ha, Father Ed, like, that, there you go. And um, for me, that's like what people need to see is like, you can show me all you want. But when are you going to do it? Like, what are you going to do about it? For me, it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how much I can talk to you, how much I can convince you. It's all about how is my product getting out there, or how am I gonna, how am I gonna make this um, into what I know it can be. And I think that's the issue we have here: is so many, so many oppressed people, blacks, um, Hispanics, everyone, anyone who's oppressed. How are you gonna get your voice out there, and how are you gonna make the change? And through the country we have. Uh, the laws we have, the democracy that we have, there are spots for people to get themselves in in order to like get laws pushed. And I think we have the issue of like some people are like maybe there's more Republicans, maybe there's more Democrats in office. Okay, so keep going. 
like keep going for it like you just need to keep supporting each other um and challenge yourself like don't just I've, i'm sorry but i've heard ahmad say like there's nothing we can do about it okay great then fold up and go home and and don't be here uh or battle like make that your life mission to battle and find a way like that's 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 what i have on that um just a comment on the metaphor about the glasses is really interesting because i've lived with both sort of the glasses off and the glasses on in a way just because i not that i didn't know that things were happening but because i look white and so and but i'm not and or at least i'm not pure white and so when i at my old school middle school it was weird because there was this kid and he seemed like a nice kid and so like we got along until he found out I was Hispanic and then the glasses came on because the way people started treating me was different when they heard my last name so like you had people like oh your name's Liam and then they would be like nice and welcoming and be like showing me around and then the teacher would say my full name at like attendance and then they'd start looking at me funny. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. And then they'd be like, oh. And then I was at arm's length. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the glasses come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to see, like, wow, there are real problems in society. Interesting. Because, you know, I live my life with glasses on. All the tattoos to my face, right? But are there any lessons you've learned from that, that kind of experience? Um, it's been weird. Um, I don't know necessarily if there's like a hard print lesson, but it has shaped me, um, to be a little more wary of people because like the first face you see isn't necessarily the real one. Um, I, there's only one kid who really did this, but I remember the time he found out I was Puerto Rican was the time I got mad at him for saying that all Puerto Ricans are good for getting high and drunk on street corners. And then I got pissed, and he wondered why. And I said, because I'm Puerto Rican. And he was just, like, shocked. And so, like, that sort of um, balance has, like, definitely changed the way I look at things. So I can relate to Liam because I come from, like, a town that's, like, full of, like, black and Hispanics, Eastern's. It's mainly, like, a black population, but it's, like, some Hispanics, mm-hmm. and, like, and it's it's a few white people compared to, like, how many black people there is. And, like, at my public school, it was, like, 95% black. It was maybe, like, a few white kids. But, like, they were, like, they weren't in my grade. So, like, in my class, like, it was all, like, black kids, you know? So, you didn't see racism, you know, like, I mean, you know, you all said, like, words and stuff, jokes and stuff, but, like, it wasn't, like, anything, like, racist, you know? And, like, uh, like when you go to, like, different areas, you know, and uh, you see, like, how people react to you, like, who you are, and, like, like, your skin color, and, like, what they have to say, like, I never really experienced it because of where I've come from. Yeah. But, like, even, like, when I go out, like, outside, you know, like, to, like, another area, you don't always see it, you know, I, at least I haven't, 
But it's times when I have seen it, you know. And uh, it's not it's not even like a white against black. It's like sometimes it's more like a an Indian like versus a black like a store owner like who's like get out like oh I think you're about to rob or like take something you know like get out the store like, I don't want you back in here like get get out don't come back stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I haven't seen it, and it's like like with Diego. Okay, so you do make it to the top of the chart and, you know, governor or whatever. But how can you change those laws? You know, like, you can't just say, you just can't innovation, like, oh, if you say uh, in public at like, certain terms, if there's a fine or it's, like, some time, you know? You can't make laws like that based on, like, some people's beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to, that's hard. Yeah, you can make laws like that. Let's let's keep it going because I want to see the time right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and when he talks about the, the, the Indian or the Asian, uh, store owner that tells a black kid get out, right? Or he talks about his school where it's like ninety five percent black, and there are like white kids, not necessarily at your school, but like, for example, like a school that I've been to where there are white kids. Not my personal school, but like let's say, like just hypothetically, because my school there are literally like no white kids. Yeah. Um, Where are you from? Orange. And like a school where it's ninety five percent black, and then there are like other kids, right? And then there's like that lone white kid, and he's being bullied at that school. Why? Because he's white. So is it like a question? Is it like a question of like racism not only being like limited to white people, like is it just human nature, mm. where we discriminate people who are different from us? You, you, know, like you open up a, open up Pandora's box there. Yeah, that's a good question. I make like sure, the odd man out. I want to make sure we. You know the yeah, I talked before about how, like for me, most of my life the glasses have been off, uh, not just because I live in like a black town, because like, I may live in like a black town, but I don't really. I'm not that I'm racist, it's just I don't really hang out with black people that much. But, like, also when it comes to my parents, I think my, I personally think my parents are, like, really racist, but towards white people. So, if there's, like, ever, like, any, like, white people in my life, they basically just assume they're racist. Like, if I bring home, like, a white girl, like, they always tell me, watch out, be careful. Like, they always say that. And, like, if I'm driving through Scotch Plains, they'll be like, it's 25, don't go 26, because you'll get pulled over immediately. Like... Not saying that like racism doesn't exist, but like for me, since it hasn't really happened to me that much, like when I hear my parents say all this stuff, and it just never really happens. Like I've never been pulled over, and like all like I know it's just like me generally. You do recognize it's not racism, right? That's fear. Yeah. Don't go twenty six. Be careful of the the white girl. That's see, racism is different. Racism is different. Racism is racism is saying that. Um, they're um, less than me. They're so less than me. Are, so you and, like, and that paradigm is actually different. They're saying that they're they they're operating more powerful than you, yeah. and you should be scared of that that dynamic, right? And so that's fear. That's yeah. more fear. Time's up. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Very very good. Uh, I'll be here next week.